Welcome to Regenerative Medicine today. This is John Murphy. My pleasure to welcome to this podcast, Department of Orthopedic Surgery, UPMC Sports Medicine, Dr. Jeannie Doperak, and Dr. Michaelis Hogan. Welcome to Regenerative Medicine today. Thank you. Dr. Doperak, perhaps you can begin by telling us what this sports playbook is that you and your colleagues have created. We had a team of experts come together at UPMC, and you know this included folks from sports medicine and orthopedic surgery, my colleagues in infectious disease. We had some administrators, some athletic trainers. We had a collaboration with our Wolf Center, which is our COVID center and experts in the the SARS COVID-19 virus. And we collectively, from all of our angles, were able to design uh, what we're calling the UPMC playbooks for return to play during the COVID pandemic. And what these playbooks are meant to do is give teams, and we have three playbooks. There's one for youth sports, there's one for high school sports, and there's one for collegiate sports. And the goal of these is to give each of these organizations a starting point, perhaps a checklist of sorts of things to consider, things like social distancing parameters on a field of play or even in transit when we have an away game, things to to think about and planning. We talk about mask wearing, we talk about sanitation protocols, and also how to perhaps handle a sick individual and screening processes for student athletes to assure that they are showing up to play ready and healthy. And each of the documents is tailored to the group that it's meant to service. So youth sports are taking into consideration that these are mostly elementary and maybe middle school kids who maybe are on a travel team and high school sports, of course, apply to our, in general, ninth through 12th grade athletes at our interscholastic schools. And then, of course, the collegiate sports is applying to those in college programs. And and I will tell you that when you look at the collegiate program, it does mirror to some degree what we are doing at Pitt and through the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference. Now, I will say that the Power Five schools, this is a starting point. And so schools certainly can go above and beyond and there are recommendations, certainly not mandates. But I think it does give people some direction during what can be a very confusing time. Dr. Hogan, what kind of response have you had? What we've had play out, similar to what Dr. Dobrak has mentioned, working directly with leadership and COVID team at UPMC, we've really been able to have a team in place as the dynamic landscape of COVID around sports evolves. And that was the purpose of putting the task force together. And I think it took a lot of foresight from a number of us on the committee and the organization to think ahead for what may be coming months later. And that has essentially played out. And so what with having that infrastructure in place, the communication already in place, we've been able to move in a pretty nimble fashion as the landscape keeps changing. And so, as Dr. Doparek mentioned, you have a number of variable factors, some from the state associations, the PIAA, also with the various conference recommendations, the big five, which the ACC is a part of, but also several of the conferences that several of our local universities are a part of, and some of our smaller universities, all the way down to division two and three sports, 
and NAIA sports. And so the ability for us here at Pitt and UPMC to basically put ourselves in a position to be able to help with how we respond, how we act in light of COVID and its impact on sports, in my opinion, has actually put us in the best position possible. Everyone aims for perfection, but with a pandemic, it's a difficult scenario to achieve perfection, but it has put us in the best position possible to be able to do the best for our athletes and for our patients and their families as well. What's the principal differences between these three, three playbooks, one for youth, one for high school, one for collegiate? The principal differences are that, you know, our younger athletes are participating and then going home at night, whereas our college athletes are, for the most part, living on site in a dormitory. There are some different things that you have to consider at each level based on travel. So our high school teams are going to primarily be playing within their community or probably not more than an hour away, where our college teams, speaking of maybe Pitt, will be playing Miami. And so there are things that you need to think about as far as getting from point A to point B and traveling with a team and what that looks like. And so while there are many similarities, and, and there are especially similarities amongst what I think are the core principles of all mitigation process for COVID. I mean, mask, social distancing, sanitization, really being the primary. And you'll see that that is a common thread through all three documents. The application, you know, at each of those levels looks different simply based on the age of the participant and really the the oversight and the level of competitiveness that they're participating in. So I was looking at your frequently asked questions section on the website, and I was impressed with how comprehensive it deals with enforcement, deals with cost and logistics. I assume that these questions are received well by the audience. I think it's definitely been received well, and one of the things that planning ahead gave us the opportunity to do is we wanted to be able to build somewhat of a foundation, as you mentioned, the, how comprehensive it is. But taking feedback from coaches, taking feedback also from parents, particularly in the case of our high school and younger athletes, and also specifically feedback from athletic directors at respective universities and respective high school sport you know, systems. And that helped us kind of build out some level of anticipation. And again, the environment's ever changing, but we really prided ourselves on that getting out in front of this as best we could so that we could have that framework to guide individuals when these scenarios arise. So, Dr. Deborah, is this a team effort to implement these recommendations? It is. I mean, it really has to be a team effort because the total sum of all that needs to be accomplished would simply be too much for any one individual. So, as a team, we put together these recommendations and as a team at any school is really the best way to implement them. And that team should include the medical staff and the athletic trainer, the school nurse, the wellness center, student health, the administration, the coaches, the parents, the teachers, the custodial staff and the maintenance staff. I mean, this really has to be a collaborative effort. And we've seen that from really the highest organizations. If you look at professional sports down to youth sports or travel teams, I mean, I've, I've watched my children this summer playing baseball and softball and seen groups of people really come together to make a safer environment for the participants. And it's really impressive what a group of people that are working collectively can accomplish. So Dr. Doferak and Dr. Hogan, thank you for joining us today and sharing your 
pioneering work. And congratulations to you and your colleagues on accomplishing this important product. We'll list on the podcast website the URL to reach the sports playbook. And thank you for listening. Have a good day.